Hi everyone, Mario Selenas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. What a delight it is to be with you again and excited to share some insights from a story. And this particular story is going to come from uh, what's been happening in, in the news in the last few weeks. I'm going to actually read something for you from, uh, it's an article that was published around the time these things were happening. Because what I want to share with you today, it comes from this particular incident that we were all in some way affected by. And uh, I'm not talking about the pandemic, but it's something that in one way or another, directly or indirectly, right away or a long time from now, what I'm about to read to you has had an effect and will continue perhaps to have an effect because of the mindsets that are connected to it. So I'm reading from uh, Bloomberg, which is a publication uh, out of the U.S., I believe. And um, this one is called Markets. This is the markets section of Bloomberg's publication. And this is the, t this is the headline. Reddit-fueled traders trigger volatility halts across the market. Uh, let me read that a little better. Reddit-fueled traders trigger volatility halts across market. So I'm going to begin reading this article. About 44 circuit breaker halts were triggered in the first two hours of trading on Wednesday amid the rapid ascension of amateur investors armed with Robinhood and their favorite social media platforms. Let me explain some terms in case you don't understand. A circuit breaker in the market is basically the, the halting of trading for specific equities or specific stocks, if you would, or sometimes a circuit breaker could be the halting of trading for the entire index or the entire market. So the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or the Dow would be halted in trading or the entire market would be shut down for, for some time. And that's considered a circuit breaker halt. So that's one term. The other one is Robinhood. Robinhood is a, a brokerage firm. And it's a, a brokerage firm that a lot of retail investors in particular are connected to and trade through. And in this particular instance, um, there was a, a huge volume of trading in Robinhood through Robinhood as a result of what was going on with the market. So about 44 circuit breaker halts were triggered in the first two hours of trading Wednesday amid the rapid ascension of amateur investors armed with Robinhood and their favorite social media platforms. From cult favorite GameStop Corp, to stereo headphone and loudspeaker retailer CostCorp, uh, trading volume soared as gains and losses fluctuated by the minute. Day traders have taken to online forums like Reddit, posting bullish touts to encourage others to join an epic retail frenzy that has tested the metal of short sellers. Reddit is also routinely used to drive up penny stocks that unlike GameStop have ceased publishing financial results and don't trade on regulated exchanges. Volatility halts are relatively common for small stocks that are surging or tumbling and are used by exchanges to help smooth rapid movement in either direction to prevent flash crashes. They are often done to force traders to digest the news and recalibrate their trades over the typical five minute pause. So these circuit breaker halts are 
starting at five minutes to they could be an hour or sometimes even a, a half a trading day or whatever if it's something very significant for the entire market. Uh, and these are aimed to help investors cool off, get out of the, the feeding frenzy and the craziness of the volatility that's going on so that there could be calmer and cooler heads that prevail in the trading that ensues. So what happened here, just to bring everybody uh, on the same page in, in terms of basic information, what happened was um, some threads on social media platforms went around stating that retail investors, which is basically everyday non-professionals who trade in the markets, we're going to do something collectively. We're all going to trade at the same time in certain stocks in order to drive their prices up because when there's demand for something, the price goes up. And so they chose stocks that had been shorted by hedge funds in particular, major companies that deal in massive volumes, financial institutions that deal in massive volumes in stocks. And these hedge funds had shorted, which means they had bet that certain stocks were going to go down within a certain time frame and they had a lot of very significant bets on these companies basically going bankrupt or falling out of the market or going down to a very low level and they had put significant we're talking billions of dollars of bets on these companies uh, falling apart and that's called shorting the market for these particular um equities for these particular stocks and one of them is like like i read in the article gamestop and another one was uh this company costs and another and 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 so on so what happened over the next few days and this was happening while i was on assignment with danielle in another part of the country but i was following it even though i wasn't actively trading as much and i was following this frenzy really is what happened of retail investors uh, my, my kids told me that classmates of theirs from school or friends from the past were all jumping into the market, opening up accounts, started trading on GameStop in particular. And GameStop went from what I saw it to be around $60 a share before this craziness took place to about, I saw it with my own eyes, up to $500 a share. That's a very significant jump over a few days because of this, because of this frenzy like I described earlier. And so there were a lot of halts that were put in, circuit breaker halts, and there were a lot of measures taken by some of the brokerage firms. For example, they weren't allowing, many of the brokerage firms weren't allowing pre-market trading before the market opens. We can generally trade for about an hour and a half from 8 in the morning till 9.30. And then there's some post-aftermarket trading that's called aftermarket trading from 4.30 to about 8 p.m. That The aftermarket and pre-market trading were kind of stopped by some of the brokerage firms because they were trying to prevent the craziness that was going on. And so what happened as a result of this, some hedge funds were um, at least temporarily really hurt by this and had to go back to the drawing table about some of their shorts on, on some of these stocks. And the retail investors that were behind all this were basically saying, we are going to bring them to their knees. We're going to make the financial institutions pay for some of the the inequities and injustices that they've been doing by manipulating the system and by working together to to topple the little guy and those kinds of things. And I want to I want to say something. I want to give some insights 
from my own life as a trader, as an investor, as somebody who's in the markets, many different markets on a daily basis. Uh, I consider myself a retail investor, not a professional. Nothing that I'm saying right here is professional advice for anyone to do whatever uh, with their money. That That is not the angle I'm coming at this from. But I want to speak about this from a biblical and principles out of the heart of God and out of heaven perspective. The concern that I had during that time, I did not get, of course, into any of this frenzy. I have my rules in the way that I trade. I'm very disciplined as a trader. I don't jump on bandwagons because everybody's saying this is the stock to get in. I, I do a lot of technical analysis. I've been well trained by a professional, um, very well put together firm that trains people in stocks and in the stock market. And I, I adhere to a lot of those teachings and I'm very uh, structured. I listen to books, I read books about how to invest and I didn't get into any of this frenzy. And the concern that I had as I was watching what was going on was that in order to make the hedge funds pay and to bring uh, an equality to the inequality and justice to the injustice that had been done, a lot of these retail traders uh, you know, trending on social media platforms and following the cues from uh, well-known individuals in the markets or, or different companies that were promoting this particular direction, uh, I believe that they did just as much, as much wrong by creating an impression, by buying all these stocks that didn't really have the value. So GameStop is a company that's actually going out of business because the stores don't have clients coming into them because of the pandemic and other things pertaining to their finances. I don't know all the details and I don't want to say anything that would be in any way um, wrong about them. <clears throat> but the fact remains that this is a company that's been in trouble for a long time. <clears throat> so for a lot of retail investors to join arms together and to decide we are going to drive this stock up and we're going to make the big boys pay. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. What we already had, which was perhaps the legal manipulation of the market by the big boys who control the game, which is the financial institutions, the hedge funds, and so on. Or is it worse with what's happened uh, with young, young men and women, uh, friends of my, my kids, or individuals that saw this craziness and this opportunity to make big money quick jumping into the market without an education without any process without any character building any character development that goes on uh, in the process of becoming uh, uh, an intelligent and a wise and a reasonable trader uh, jumping into the market and driving the prices up and somebody somebody bought that stock at five hundred dollars today Today, right before I recorded this session, I looked and GameStop was at $59. That means it came down like hundreds of percents, if not thousands, from 500 all the way down and even lower than 59 to come up to about $59 a share today. And it happened, the same thing happened uh, with other stocks. And the concern that I have is that this volatility gave a false impression of what the stock market is about and what trading is about and what and what investments are supposed to do this idea of making money quickly and getting something for nothing is a detrimental idea it it lends to entitlement it lends to laziness it lends to lack 
of a good work ethic. And more than anything, I personally believe, this is my own conviction, that you don't have to adhere to, but I'm sharing this, hoping that those who have ears to hear will hear this, and those who have eyes to see will see what we're speaking of. I'm concerned that this attitude is contrary to the biblical principles that are of process and character development process in particular being the catalyst for gain, being the catalyst for prosperity. It says about Isaac in Genesis, and the man began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. So Isaac had to begin somewhere, and through a process he grew to something, and through a process from there he became prosperity. He became the very thing that he had started to manifest throughout this process. And I believe the same process is something that that Abraham, of whom the Bible says we are all children of, if we are Christ, we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's Galatians uh, 3 and, and 29. So, so Abraham, I believe, went through this process as well as did Isaac, as did Jacob, as did David, as did Solomon. They go through a process of developing their character while growing their wealth. And the concern I have with these, these volatile markets and this craziness really is the best thing I can call it that is going on around us from time to time is that it creates a faulty perception of how things are and how things grow and how things consistently remain fruitful. The The point for me and the word I want to emphasize is consistently. I am all about consistency, all about something that we begin continuing. And it's really important that, okay, if we're going to jump in the market because gold is trending or silver is trending higher or the markets or a particular stock is going up, do we have a plan on what we're going to do? At what point are we going to get out and take profits and put those profits into other profitable ventures? At what point is this about growing something that's been put in our hand to present it back to Yahweh and to say, you gave me something and I've grown it? Or at what point is it all about us? and driving home a point or trying to push some agenda that that some social media platform is pushing and we jump on that bandwagon, I think we need to evaluate these things. And one of the things that always remains in my mind about the the, the Israelites and how they came out of the land of Egypt and out of slavery into the promised land, it's Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. Let me read them. You shall not be terrified of them, for the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you and will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. One thing that is so important for us to remember always, the Lord is the one who will bring the victory. The Lord is the one who will be credited with with the success that we have against our enemies or in any venture or pursuit that we have. But the thing I wanted to drive home through this is that he didn't give them the victory that he promised them immediately. He drove those nations out from before them little by little. Because if they had driven them all out at once, he says, the beasts of the field would become too numerous for them. In other words, there would be a void that the beasts of the field would fill in and overtake them. And so I believe the Lord knows that through a process, 
We will come into the things that we're supposed to come into. And in that process, there's character development, which is of utmost importance in the kingdom. So I want to encourage you as you grow, as you advance, as you build even financial wealth and resources to remember that first and foremost, it is the Lord our God who gives us the power to create wealth, that he may fulfill his promise that he made to our fathers, as it is this day, that's Deuteronomy 8 and 18. But at the same time, it is not something that happens automatically, and it's not something that happens immediately. It happens through time, and that time develops character in us, the character of Yahweh inside our hearts. So I bless you to prosper and to be in good health even as your soul prospers. And until we meet again, Shalom.